Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you today? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little tired today, but I'm, I was gonna but say, I'm good. Are you going to be honest and own it today? I am. I'm going to own it. <laughs> I, but I'm excited to be here with you because this is our 250th episode. It is. That is so incredible. 250 episodes. Wow. Mm-hmm. How did we do that? How did we go 250 episodes? Consistency. <laughs> you might, And I didn't even have a note to say exactly. <laughs> we practiced the law of consistency. Mm-hmm. And we were, we went through a lot of things to maintain our consistency. Mm-hmm. But consistency compounds. And now we've had 250 episodes together. Wow. And that's not so even I'm what we're quite, talking about today. <laughs> that isn't, but I'm going to work it in right now. <laughs> so, so when we started, did you have any fear about doing this? Yeah, I think so. I think I, I was a little just nervous about I you know I hear I was grateful it wasn't on like television or it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't like no YouTube. on YouTube <laughs> uh so that would have been a, a much larger fear but I think just like the idea of um I don't know broadcasting our, our ideas and our thoughts and opinions yeah. you know like that was kind of uh intimidating right. and just being something new. Luckily, we had, we and we still have Tim doing all of the technical we stuff do. for us. <laughs> we do. Yep. Uh, yeah. How about you? Um, you know what? I so I didn't. I wasn't afraid to put it out there, so to speak. I was afraid that the commitment would be, it would require too much time, mm-hmm. and it has. And I know it takes. You know, for you. As 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 a wife, uh, a mom, uh, a full time plus, you know, engaged employee for Macney, you know, your schedule is so much tighter than mine. Um, but so I was worried that that I was asking too much. Um, and I know you and I've talked about, you know, what do we do going forward, that type of thing. And mm-hmm. and and, but so if I think about it, the fears that we had, the fears that I had were real but we still did it Mm -hmm. so we went out with courage to do it scared if i can call it that Mm -hmm. and and that's really what we're talking about today is is courage and and the title is you know you won't leave home without it and if and and the first time i heard that that was long before any pandemics or anything like that but the, the statement was made i heard the statement you know courage is one of those things that you won't leave home without and leaders have to have courage or they can't lead. And clearly right now, all of us, if I would say, if I would ask people, and I do in my classes, could you give me an example of, of, a, of a courageous leader? I, just a week ago, I asked this question in one of my classes, and, and I'm getting the same answer. Um, president Zelensky of the Ukraine, mm-hmm. you know, where our president says, hey, would you like us to give you a ride out? And he goes, no, I don't want to ride out. I need some weapons to defend my country. And he's and he, you know he stays in there even though there's assassination attempts and and he just he reminds me of so many leaders in our history, you know going all the way back to the founding of our nation through some of the great leaders that we've had 
you know, in my lifetime that some have given their life for what they believe. And and that's really where I, I want us to just touch a little bit today on on what is courage. And, and how do you know if you've got an issue with courage? Um, so I put these five questions down. And, and the first one is, am I willing to speak up for what I know is right? The second question, am I willing to speak up when I am concerned about a decision that has been Number three, am I willing to address performance and behavior issues? This would clearly be somebody that, that reports to us. Am I willing to have challenging conversations to help strengthen a relationship? Uh, and that was one of the, what's that got to do with courage? Well, if you're willing to have that tough conversation, that means you really care about the relationship. But sometimes it's easier to just let a relationship fail than have the tough conversation. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth one is, am I willing to step out in the direction of my dreams? And if the answer to any of those five questions is no, you have a courage problem. And we need to get more courageous. Again, you can't lead unless you're courageous. And you can't inspire people unless you're courageous. Um, I, I, I found this to be a, a really interesting, interesting quote. Um, and, and one of the statements that I've always read, you know, John Maxwell says, courage is all, always begins with an inward battle. Um, but, but this was one that, um, that Dr. King said, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in the moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. So when there are, when there are challenges, when there's controversy, where do you stand? Are you willing to take that stand? And the other thing is, I think sometimes we think that people that are courageous are people that just aren't afraid. That's mm-hmm. not the case. There are people that do it afraid. They know that they address their fear and they kind of move forward into, into um, conquering it. So can, can you think of things that, this is one of the questions that I didn't tell you I was going to ask, which I do every week, folks, so they ought to know. That. <laughs> and I think, so really, you acting encouraged and coming on for 250 episodes, um, that, that's pretty courageous. So did you ever have things that you did afraid? Oh, I'm, yes, for sure. <laughs> I mean. Can you, can you think of like, go ahead. I don't want to put some no, ideas. No, no, no. Go ahead and ask. Well, I'm thinking, you know, you were a dancer. Uh-huh. Were you ever afraid when you went out on stage? I wasn't. Or at least I can't remember. I mean, maybe I was okay. when I was when I was young. But. Okay. Uh, I think. So what were some of the things you did afraid? Well, I think there were experiences, you know, being like a new, I went to a new school in high school. Mm, Yeah. And I was, it was a much larger school than I had come from. I knew very few people. Um, That was, that was something. I mean, I think even like as an adult, like having my children, um, that that whole experience and, um, starting like whenever I started a new job I think that comes with you know you need to show up with courage to that because it's a new environment and right um you know I I think any any situation where there's uncertainty if I if I don't show up with courage then it's going to be really difficult for me (laughs) yeah exactly yeah you know this is there's an interesting quote that I put in my post that went out this morning 
from the Roman historian Tacitus. He said, the desire for safety stands against every great mm-hmm. and noble enterprise. If we are so focused on safety and, mm-hmm. not, and, and, and not taking risks, we will not achieve anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Maxwell says, everything you want in life is just outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not like we're talking about like jumping out of airplanes. Like, hey, where, did you do it right. scared? It's like, yes, of course I did that <laughs> right. scared. Um, I mean, it's real. like it's any situation where you feel like there, like I said, uncertainty or that there it's outside your comfort zone. It's not just like these extremes um, where exactly you'd naturally think you, oh, of course, you need courage to walk a tightrope or, or whatever. Um Right. It's more, and, and, you more know, ground level, I guess. Yeah, and what's what's great is that, and, and this was something that I actually learned, and I kind of thought of this connection after the fact, but in, in the book that I was talking about over the last few weeks, Influences Your Superpower by Dr. Zoe Chance, um, she talks about in one of her classes, and the, she's trying to get the students to, to basically step outside their comfort zone and ask for things. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know if someone will give you something unless you ask. Mm-hmm. And and if and sometimes it's you you start it with something as simple as you know could I could I have that paperclip? And and what she said was that she had students that actually started asking for things and exchanging things and trading up to the point that they got a car from a car dealership that they could give to a charity. Mm-hmm. Now you have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone to do that because mm-hmm. you have to be. And the point there was. She said, you need to be, will, be able to, to hear no and not have it really throw you for a loop. Mm-hmm. So these little things that we do, going to a new school, starting a new job. And, I, and when I say little, I say, because there's not a physical risk to us mm-hmm. in doing that. There's emotional risk. There's some mental anxiety. But those things train us. They prepare us to live out more courage. Mm-hmm. And the more we do it, the easier it is for us to be courageous when it when it really matters. Um, in in the book, the twenty one indisputable indispensable qualities of a leader, uh, John Maxwell talks about courage as being one of those things, and he likes to give you an example of you know how do you put this in action. And a couple of the notes were: face the music, get out of your comfort zone, and do something scared. What it could be a hobby, mm-hmm. it, whatever it is. Just do it. Get used to it. He had another note here. Talk to the person. Most of us avoid confrontation. Lean in. Establish a connection. And speak the truth in love. And I loved, I love that phrase. You know, truth is truth. But how we present truth mm-hmm. matters. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, I, I just, I, there's so many times in my life now as a 60-year-old, I wish I would have remembered I was speaking truth, but I could have said it in a nicer way. Yeah, the delivery. Um, yeah, the delivery was, you know, yeah. how many times did I speak to my kids mm-hmm. where what I said to them was right, but but did they take it as dad was really caring and affirming or dad was upset about something? Mm-hmm. And then again, that's the, the motive behind it. So I, I, I did a quick search um, on ways that we can increase our courage. And, and one of these was a no-brainer, you know, acknowledge your fear. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We talked about this, you know, a couple years ago where a fear is a product of our thought life. And if we change our thought life, 
we change our fears. I was having a coaching session this morning and I brought it up and I, you know, where someone talked about some uncertainty that's, that, that potentially is going to occur in their, in their company. And I said, well, what is the worst case scenario? Sometimes we catastrophize, mm-hmm. but the reality is that the worst case scenario, if you actually think about it rather than sweep it under the rug might not be so bad. We just don't take the time to think it through. So clearly acknowledge it, confront it. Um, positive self-talk. You know, I like to refer to them as affirmations. Just reminding yourself of what you have accomplished. You know, reminding yourself of, of truths type of things that are in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Like, wow. But I don't like being uncomfortable. Well, I need to. And that kind of does that, is that part about doing it scared. Uh, this was an interesting one. Make being brave a habit. Yeah. So as I'm trying to, th- so, I mean, what are your thoughts about that one? Make being brave a habit. I think that, that that's a good one. And whether it be, I guess, being brave or or, you know, exercising courage. I, th- I think it's probably interchangeable there. But I, I think that courage is, it's like a muscle. So, you know, yes. th- the more you exercise it, the stronger it's going to get, the more accessible it's going to be when you need it, um, yep. you know, to kind of serve as a, like you said, being able to take a no, like that's kind of courage as a shield, right? It doesn't, right. Um, doesn't get to you because you have that courage uh, in between you. So I think when you when you make it a habit, you're just exercising that muscle, and um, exactly, you know, it becomes more routine. It's like your your uh, normal is to show up with courage when you make it a habit, versus having to really like muster courage. You know, we often say like, "Oh, I'm gonna muster the courage to go to the grocery store on Sunday morning." <laughs> it's like <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, you have that, or maybe at this, maybe that's just me, but, um, yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's so many areas where we can practice this mm-hmm. that, that, and I, so I'm going to give people just some simple examples. Um, you're in a restaurant and you'd like something slightly different. Like it's a, maybe a combination of some, maybe, maybe you would like them to substitute some vegetables for, Pasta or whatever it might be. This right? is me every which, time going to a restaurant. Which I was going to say, which is never, <laughs> ever me. But the point is, there's a lot of people that would never ask a server, could I substitute something? Well, what's the worst thing they're going to say? No. Mm-hmm. If you don't ask, you're going to get what's on the menu anyways. Um, you know, I, I remember hearing this story, and I don't know if it was a story Maxwell told or somebody else, where they, they literally went into a fast food restaurant. And they wanted something just slightly different. And the, and the person behind the counter said, yeah, we can't do that. And they said, no, you really can. You know, it might have been, could you put a piece of cheese on something that's, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't get cheese? Yeah, yeah, you really, you really can. If, if you really want to, you can do this. Mm-hmm. You just take that piece of cheese and you put it on there, whatever <laughs> it might be. You know, but if, so, and I kind of, I was, I was, um, I had to do this when I was in Orlando last time. So I was flying in, and I was going to rent a car in, at the Orlando airport. I was going to go visit my parents on the East Coast, 
of Florida and then drive back to Orlando. And my conference with the John Maxwell group uh, started Sunday night. Well, I know that Hertz has a, a rental car counter at the um, World Marriott Center. And I'm thinking, I don't want to drive my car back to the airport and then take an Uber to the hotel. <laughs> so I just asked. I said, can I just... Now, the answer I got back was no, and they told me why. And I realized why. The, the, the World Marriott Center does not take drop-offs because there's no parking. That's their problem. They have a limited number of vehicles. and Okay. But... I asked, and you know what? It wasn't that bad. She literally mm -hmm. checked. She made, you know, she was searching. She was looking at records. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. It looks like they don't allow drop-offs there. I said, okay, I asked. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't ask, eh. You, well, I remember, um, and actually, I am, I am right now sipping on my own homemade version of the medicine ball from Starbucks. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I had a really bad cold at that same hotel, and you sent me a text message and you said, there is a Starbucks in your hotel. <laughs> Go down to the Starbucks and ask them for this. It won't be on the menu. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't. And they knew exactly what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many I drank that week, I, like at least two or three a day. And I got one at the airport on my way back to Syracuse. And I've gotten a couple of them here in Syracuse since I've been back. It's amazing. It's not there. You just have to ask for it. Mm-hmm. So those are simple things. I know that sounds like, well, that's silly. No, that's how you begin to ask for things that take a little bit more courage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like what are you missing out on in life right. because you didn't ask? I mean, I, you know, I'd hate to think that you would ever miss out on the medicine ball. But what bigger things, uh, no, like I, th I think about when I asked Randy, our, our boss, um, if I could work part time and from home several years right. ago after having my second daughter and I was yeah. so nervous and a friend of mine said well what's you know what's the worst thing that could happen it's like exactly. well exactly he could say no and she's like okay and then what and she's like well then it's up to you to decide do you stay or do you leave you right. know and it's and and of course the conversation went great <laughs> it was not you know nothing but what if I had never asked exactly you know, or had the courage to have that conversation so exactly another thing that i noticed when i was looking up how do we increase our courage was to practice mindfulness um and i never thought of that but but clearly if you become fully present and you're really thinking into thinking into your life and thinking into what's happening mm -hmm. i think it helps us dis uh, it helps dispel you know um made up fears mm -hmm. I think that really is powerful. Finding a mentor was another one. Clearly, if you can find somebody who's a little bit farther down life's journey than you are that you admire, they can help you process through fears. The The last one here was to embrace failure. And and I, I remember, and I've probably said it on the podcast, um, what would you try if you knew you couldn't fail? And that's not a realistic statement. I mean, it does get us to the point where we think big. Mm -hmm. But I heard, I heard a new twist on this. So when I was in Orlando, John Maxwell changed it up a little bit. And he said it this way. He said, what would you do or what would you try if you knew 
that when you failed, you would learn from it and grow? Now, that's a really great question. Because if we learn and grow, it's not a failure. And so if we think about it, almost anything that we attempt after thinking through it, is this a good opportunity for us? Even if it doesn't work, we're going to learn something from it. Then it's not a failure. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. Just pick up your pieces and go. I Just this morning, I was listening to a podcast. Big surprise, right? And I wasn't <laughs> listening to the next page. Um, but Don Yeager was talking about, he has a new book coming out, and I don't remember the name of the book. Um, it's coming out in May. He wrote a book with Scott Drew, who's the head coach of, of the Baylor basketball team. And last year, Baylor won the national championship. This year, unfortunately, because I had picked them in my bracket to go much farther than they did. But unfortunately, they got bumped pretty early um, in, like in the first weekend of, the, of March Madness. But, but anyways, so the, the, uh, he had his team, and all the teams were, were secluded in a bubble because of COVID last year. And he got the team together. The team was playing really well. And he got the team together before one of their, their last couple of games. And he said, I'm going to do something different today. I want us to talk about our fears. I'm like, wait a minute. Why would you talk about fear when you're getting ready to play for the national championship in basketball? And he said to his team, he said, I'm going to start. And he said, I'm afraid that I'm not a well enough known coach to have our team win those close calls with the officials. His other coaches, he says, I don't throw chairs. I don't curse out refs. Um, and maybe when you guys deserve to get the call, we're not going to get it because I'm not basically a, a big enough coach. And his team was stunned. And some of the players even had tears in their eyes. And they said, Coach, we're going to play so that we don't need to get those calls. But the neat part was the team started sharing what they were afraid of. And I never thought about sharing your fears verbally as a way of building a team's cohesiveness. But it worked. And they dominated Gonzaga and won the national championship. So fear, again, courage isn't the absence of fear. It's doing it afraid and processing through the fear so that with courage we go forward. And if you do go forward with courage and you've done... And it's the right kind of courage, not stupid courage, not like I'm, I'm invincible and nothing can hit me. But having respect for what it is you're facing, but still having the courage to do it, you're going to win. And you're going to help change your world, just like President Zelensky is in the Ukraine, just like people like Dr. Martin Luther King did. You know, and the signers of our Declaration of Independence that signed their death warrant. They had courage. And they did it scared. And they changed the world. So that's all I got. I don't think we missed anything. Can you think of anything we might have missed? I, no, I don't think so. I, think, I, I do have a question for you that I, that I did not prepare you for. So I guess it's my turn to, okay. to ask. So have you ever not done something because you couldn't find the courage to do it? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Lots of times. Um, and, you know, when I, well, 
I'll go through the list. <laughs> there were times when I should have spoken up and I didn't. Mm -hmm. You know, there were times when I didn't challenge a leader who I thought made a bad decision. Mm -hmm. um, so many times, and I say this in all my classes, one of my greatest leadership failures over the years was that I didn't address performance and behavior issues soon enough. I, I didn't want to be disliked. Mm -hmm. I had this this irrational need to be to be liked. Um, there's times when I haven't had conversations that I should have had. Um, and there's times when I don't think I stepped outside my comfort zone to pursue my dreams. Mm -hmm. So I've battled I've battled all of those, and and maybe that's why those are the ones that came to mind. Yeah. Um, but the good news is. We get a redo. Mm -hmm. You know, we get those. And so when people say, well, what do you mean by standing up for what's right? I am so tired of people being so critical of others. And I'm tired of people just, you know, posting mean comments about people. And, and, and at some point, we all need to say enough is enough. And maybe we can't. Maybe we never get a chance to speak to them and say it. But we, don't, we can stop following them. Mm -hmm. we, can stop, we can stop following those media sources. We can say enough is enough. This isn't the way decent people live because everybody has value. I don't have to dislike you if I disagree with you. I can just disagree with you. Mm -hmm. That's what our nation, that's the, those are the principles our nation was founded on, that we all had rights and everybody is valued. So, yeah, I, absolutely there's things I haven't done because I was afraid. And, and I'm hopeful that as I get older, it'll be easier to do them mm -hmm. and it's no so it's normal to be afraid just talk the fear through and move forward 250 episodes it's a lot of wow. that's a lot that's of talking a, <laughs> that's a lot of talking <laughs> that's a lot of questions that i asked you that you weren't prepared for <laughs> And you still come back week after week. Wow, mm -hmm. you really know how to do it afraid. <laughs> and and I have no idea what 250 was. That's okay. But something will come up. Sounds good. And we'll do it afraid a little bit. So um, I'm hoping that you're going to find a way to get some rest. Yes, I hope so too. Because you need to. <laughs> so I'm not even going to ask you what you're going to do. I'm just I'm hoping you're going to get a chance to get some rest. I am going to tell you that I am hoping, I am just hoping that I might get a chance to go skiing one more time this week. That's what I'm hoping for. This weekend? Before the season ends. Yeah, there's still snow on the hills. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to tell me there was a snowstorm coming. No, it is. It Well, from the time of us recording this, it is supposed to get really bitter cold next week. Oh, I did Like I saw like a 21 that. is a high. Yeah, so. But anyways, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful I'll get my skiing one more time. All right. That's all. I don't need two. One would be good. <laughs> so with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. And this was The Next Page. <laughs>